Welcome to episode three of the VIP cast. I'm Maddie Alexander Grout from My VIP Card, and today I thought, as it was the end of Mental Health Awareness Week, that I would actually go into a little bit of detail about my story and about how My VIP Card actually started. So, um, back in 2013, when I was living my incredibly best life, um, being a bit of a single, um, well, not really single, I had my, my boyfriend at the time, a bit of a party animal, uh, not going to lie, I liked, liked to go out drinking quite a lot, and um, I started to get some um, horrible, nasty symptoms, and my journey kind of started from there. Um, I found out that I had uh, what was what is called SIN3, which is um, some harmful cells on my cervix. And I had to have some operations to get rid of them. And um, as a result of that treatment, I was told that there would only be a, you know, a, a sort of 50-50 chance of me actually being able to have children which um, that was quite a tough time for me and I went into a, a bit of a state of depression and it was only about six months to a, a year later that I really started to feel it but at the same time I started to have some symptoms of what I thought and what all the doctors thought were me being perimenopausal. So I went to the doctors and they said, yeah, sounds like it. We'll send you to, we'll send you to a specialist. So I went to um, the Spire, I think it's called the Spire in Winchester. And they did quite a few tests and they said to me, yeah, we think that, that this could be the start of your menopause. And, and really the only way that you're likely to have children is if we freeze some eggs. So I really wanted children at that time. Um, gosh, how wrong was I? <laughs> um, but I really did want them. I, I really wanted children. So I, I spoke to my partner and I said, you know, shall, shall we freeze some eggs? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So we found out what, what the stage um, and what we needed to do. And the, the hospital said, all you need to do is come off the pill. So I came off the pill and within a week I got pregnant so they were clearly wrong really really severely clearly wrong um, and this was the start of a hugely hugely anxious time because I was told I was unlikely to have children I wasn't even really sure at that time that I really wanted them I went into this really scary period of thinking oh god I'm having a baby and I don't know if I'm ready like a lot of parents when they embark on the, the journey of parenthood you know who knows if you're ready or, or if you're not and at the time we were living in a, a very very small house with our friend and it was uh, it was crazy but but we actually didn't realize we were pregnant until we'd moved into a house that I'd bought luckily um, but as soon as I realized I was pregnant I was obviously very happy terrified um, but it started me on an incredibly anxious train and I took about 20 pregnancy tests in the first three months of being pregnant just to check that I was still pregnant because I was really getting on that train of, of being incredibly anxious. So as it turned out, my pregnancy was not going to be an easy ride for me at all. Um, I was working in quite a corporate job doing um, internal recruitment. It was very long hours, quite stressful. And 
I had developed gesta gestational diabetes, which was making me poorly. And I also had um, throughout the, the later stage of my pregnancy from about 28, um, from about 28 weeks, I had something called obstetric cholestasis, which is a condition which makes you itch from head to toe, which genuinely makes you feel like you're going insane. It is horrific. Um, I would not wish it on my worst enemy. It generally feels like you're in bed with thousands of creepy crawlies every single night. And it, it was it was just horrific. Um, and when my baby was born, after quite a, a difficult labour, I developed um, a condition called postnatal psychosis, which... I'm very lucky that I only had it quite mildly um, because there are various degrees of postnatal psychosis. But the, the bit that I had was I was too scared to leave the house in case I killed my child. Uh, but I also had horrendous visions of actually killing him. Um, so standing over him with a knife. And I genuinely thought that I was the most crazy person on the planet. It was a really horribly difficult time and I didn't want to mix with other mums because I thought that they were going to think I was just absolutely insane. You know, who wants to kill their child? Uh, not many people. Um, it's, it's a very, very confusing and horrible mental illness. But I got through it and the way that I got through it was by seeking some help and seeking some counselling. So I had counselling and hypnotherapy to try and get me to a stage where I felt like I could actually socialise with other parents. And at the time, I didn't realise that there were so many parents who suffered from similar mental issues to myself. So when I started to get out and about and actually go and meet mums at various baby groups I didn't realize but actually so many of them had had things like postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety that when I told them my story they actually were all very supportive and it was really nice to actually talk to some people who you know not necessarily had the sim had similar feelings to myself but but people who understood that there were a lot of nasty mental health conditions that, that came with having a child. And I think a lot of mine was sleep deprivation. Um, ben, my first, didn't sleep through the night until he was three. So I had reoccurring issues and reoccurring anxieties that came with that. And it was, it was very traumatic and, and a bit of a nasty time. But um, something wonderful happened from me having mental health problems and that was that I started my business and it was completely and utterly accidental. Uh, I realised that by meeting up with other mums who were in similar situation to myself that there was a community behind what I was doing so I set up a parenting forum on Facebook called the Southampton it was at the time called the Southampton Baby and Toddler Forum it's now the Southampton Parenting Forum and it started off being a group of mums of about 20 of us who would go and go to soft play together, go to baby groups together, go and get coffees and, and just, just hang out really. And from getting that group of mums together and starting a community for parents, you know, it started off as being a, a community for, for parents who had had depression and anxiety and mental health issues. But it kind of grew into something that was so much more valuable to the local community. And as it grew, 
I started to organize things like soft play dates and, and cafe meetups. But because there were quite a few of us going, I would contact the soft play or the cafe in advance and say, look, hey guys, um, I'm coming along with 20 other mums because there's a big group of us, can we get a discount? And it was really, really well received. And so I had this idea in the middle of the night that actually for my forum, um, for my parents in, in the parenting forum, I was going to organize discounts and set up a discount card for them. So I did, and my VIP card was born. I launched it in December 2017 with about 80 discounts. And it had taken me about four or five months to actually grow the card so that it was ready for launch. And within three weeks, I'd sold 300 cards. And I thought, wow, this is crazy. It's so good. Um, this is going to be a brilliant side hustle for my for my job. And at that point, I'd gone back to my corporate job, um, which I really, really hated going back after maternity leave. I really hated it. Um, but I was so, so lucky that I had um, the support of my manager, Claire. She was just amazing. And she'd put me in touch with um, a coach. So I started getting some coaching um, from this lovely chap called Jerome. And it was something that helped me to realize my true potential. So not only did I get better in my corporate job, but I also realized that I had a lot more potential in the things that I was doing outside of work. So, and that really, that was really the, the start of it. Um, my VIP card was born and it had a really, really great following in the Southampton Parenting Forum. And at this point, the, the Southampton Parenting Forum was at about 1,500 members. So it was a really good place to start. And I started off with a little cartoon drawing of a family and the VIP in, in, very, um, in, in the, my VIP card was actually um, very important parents for, for those who remember it back in the day. And it, it got to about March time of the following year and I made some incredibly good connections and I was networking in my spare time and I made contact with um, a great company called um, Fizz, who later actually became one of my business partners and uh, are now, now a shareholder in our business. And we started to offer national discounts, so stuff like um, discounted cinema, discounted gift vouchers for well-known brands, cash back when you shop online, and, and all that kind of stuff. And it really gave my VIP card some big brand power. But it was all about, and it was always ever going to be about, shopping local, supporting the high street, and supporting local businesses. Because... I actually feel that with my mental health issues, connecting with my community, going out with other mums and supporting local businesses was actually the thing that saved my life. Not only did it save my life, but it actually formed a really profitable business for me as well. So it was something that had to be done and I knew it had to be done and it, it just worked. And about six months later I found out that I was actually going to be made redundant from my corporate job which was gutting because I had really grown as a person in that job and I was looking after change management and employee engagement and training new people and doing e-learning and stuff like that and it was a genuinely it was a great job and I really loved it and I loved the people I worked with so I was a little bit lost and I said to my husband I said 
I don't really know what to do. And I just thought, well, I've got this great sideline as my VIP card. You know, it, it, it's working, it's growing. Um, so I said to him, I'm going to give it three months and see how we get on. But I, if I, if I make money in three months, then maybe I just, maybe I won't have to find a job. So I gave it my best and I gave it my all. And actually when you're running a business, when you've got mental health difficulties, sometimes throwing yourself in at the deep end is the best thing that you can do because I really, really was suffering. And it was something that gave me some light and it gave me something to focus on. And the best thing about it was being able to go out and visit local businesses, but actually spend time with my little boy at the same time as well. So I grew the business from, st from the start um, part-time because I was working three days a week for my corporate job. And I just worked every hour that I could around that just to try and make it work. And when I got made redundant, I kept my childcare and I just put my heart and soul into growing the business. And nearly three years down the line, I have won 12 awards for various things, some national, some local. Um, we won Hampshire Women's Business of the Year. I won the Community Award for um, the National Empire Awards. Um, I've been nominated, um, even during lockdown, I've been nominated for five more awards. And it's because of the journey that I've been through. And, you know, the one thing I would say to, to people who suffer with mental health issues when they're trying to run a business is don't give up, just don't give up and use your positive energy to drive your business, but just make sure that you're achieving your work-life balance. And that if you've got problems, you're, you're getting help from someone. Um, recently I have had an uh, a little bit of a, a top up for hypnotherapy um, with the lovely Paul Hill from Everyday Hypnotherapies. He is amazing and genuinely has helped me and my mental health. Um, I'm also studying now um, and looking more into law of attraction and it's a really, really interesting thing how mindset can really help you in your business. So I got a bit sidetracked there. Um, Postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety is one of the mental health issues that is not really talked about. And the reason for me sharing my story and the reason for me doing this podcast today at the end of Mental Health Awareness Week is because I really, really want to draw attention to the mental health issues that, that are surrounded um, when, you, when, you, when you have a child, because there's so many people who go through them. And when I found out um, nearly a year and a half into running my business that I was pregnant again with my second child, all of those feelings came back. And I actually had a worse pregnancy the second time round with Harriet. It was a horrific, horrific pregnancy. My gestational diabetes started at six weeks um, instead of 28. So I had to cut out sugar and carbs and it was great for weight loss, but it was terrible for for motivation and terrible for for the mind because I really wasn't in a great headspace and um, my obstetric cholestasis came back and it came back worse and um, the chances of having it twice are really slim but muggins over here you know I just apparently like to attract these nasty pregnancy related issues so um 
we had all this these issues with with Harriet and I was actually admitted into hospital three weeks before she was born because I had um, really bad pain in my stomach like somebody was stabbing me with a knife all the time and I had great support from all of the businesses that I work with they were absolutely incredible I had visits from in the, from them in hospital or they sent me gifts I had flowers uh, I it was just absolutely lovely to see the support that I had from them um, but I was in for three weeks and I kept getting messages is, she, is the baby here yet is she coming is she coming and I went into slow labor seven days before actually giving birth so I was having contractions and pretty full-on contractions for for a good week before um, before she was born which was pretty tough so that was something that I, I had to look after myself through and mentally being away from my little boy and being away from my my husband while I was in hospital for three weeks was was pretty scary and I also had in the back of my mind my labor was horrific with Ben I'm about to go through that horrific labor again I'm about to go through all of this sleep deprivation again can I cope with it am I doing the right thing and obviously by that point a bit too late to do anything about it and I was definitely doing the right thing um I got taken down for my induction and it was a very very interesting 24 hours with Harriet very interesting uh I was dilated when they took me down so luckily all they had to do was was break my waters which was not easy and I'm not even going to go into the details of it because there might be some men listening and I'm pretty sure that nobody wants to hear about my waters being broken but it wasn't pleasant and it wasn't fun and I was very lucky because they said to me there's a there's an anesthetist um, outside do you want an epidural I was like hell yeah I do I would love an epidural that would be fantastic get her in so uh, it wasn't a her it was a him but they got this chap in to do my epidural and epidural was sighted and within about 40 minutes my contractions were beyond the scale of like ridiculous and I was screaming at the midwife why the fuck is this not working why is it not working um, and she said oh no it will work it will work just press the button and you know it will put some more into your system I was like it's not working it's definitely definitely not working and this poor this poor midwife I screamed at her way too much um so much and she was lovely she was just brilliant but it became very apparent that my epidural had not worked in any way shape or form and she said to me, it's a bit late, it's a bit late now, lovely. Um, you can't really have any painkillers. So you're just going to have to ride it out. And here's me literally hyperventilating, getting addicted on gas and air by this point. Because I was just like, this holy crap, I'm going to have to go through this all on my own. Um, my husband, terrified because I'm screaming like a terrifying banshee lady um swearing at everybody and every time I swore at somebody I wrote it down because I thought it was funny I thought oh, I'd like to remember that afterwards so that I can apologize because I you know I'm not a horrible person and it was the most traumatic experience of my entire life and I was really struggling because the pain was unreal there wasn't anything that could be done about it at all and the midwife said to me she said don't worry lovely you're at seven centimeters don't worry and um, don't worry it's not going to be long and I said to her I'm pushing she was like no you're not I said yeah I'm pushing I am pushing 
And she said, no, darling, you can't push now. You can't push now. You're not ready. And I said, I'm fucking pushing. Um, and I fired Harriet. And I mean fired. I fired Harriet out in two pushes, less than 20 seconds at seven centimeters, um, which was not nice. I'm, I'm just going to say not nice. Um, when Harriet came out, she was grey and floppy and unresponsive. And I didn't see, but all I heard was the midwife saying, James, um, could you just um, pull that cord behind you, the, the one that says emergency on it? James was like, uh, this one. And he pulled it. And about a million people rushed in and a million people rushed out. And they took her out. and. I was like, what is going on? What's going on? Where are you taking my baby? What are you doing with my baby? Um, and the, the midwife was like, would you like the ejection for the placenta? I was like, fuck the placenta. I do not want the placenta. I don't even care about the placenta. My baby is dying. I don't know what's going on. She was like, don't worry. She's fine. I was like, she's really not fine. I can't hear her. She didn't cry. I don't know what's going on. And they were like, she's in the best place. She's in the best place. Um, eight minutes later, the longest eight minutes of my life, um, we heard her crying and it basically she had gone into shock in my in my womb and she was back to back and nobody had picked up on it. And the distress of being back to back had forced her to come out at seven centimeters. She basically flew out because the pressure that was on me was just unreal. So she flew. I mean, she really, really did fly. Um, but it, you know, everything happens for a reason. And if my epidural had worked, I wouldn't have known to push her out. And the scary thing is that she might not be here today. And she is now a happy, funny, adorable 15 month old. And we have had some trials and tribulations since she's been born because my postnatal anxiety came back it wasn't as bad as the psychosis but it came back with a vengeance sleep deprivation um i was really not a particularly nice person um, while i was going through that and it was very difficult but my business partners stuck by me they were amazing and they helped me to get through running a business and looking after a very small person and I decided that because of my anxiety, I couldn't get childcare for her. I just didn't want to. And with the stage of, of where my business was at, I just, I couldn't and didn't want to stop. If I'd have taken maternity leave, I would have lost momentum. I wouldn't have had something to focus on. And, and actually, I really needed to use that time to grow my business. So Harriet came to networking meetings, she came to public speaking events, she came to meetings, she came. To, she even came to corporate meetings with me. Um, obviously, I checked first to make sure people were okay. And the majority of the networking world were absolutely fine about me bringing her. There were a couple that were a bit funny, uh, but there was, the majority were great. And I found some amazing networking groups like Hampshire Women's Business, who let me bring her along, collaborate, and uh, the Mums in Business Association. And they were my lifesavers with Harry because, you know, I needed to grow my business, but I didn't have that, um, that support network to do it. So I found new support networks, which, which was amazing. And that's one of the things I would say to anybody who's got mental health issues, that having a network of people around you and building that network of people that you can talk to if you're struggling, it really helps. Um, the back end of last year, I had 
a terrible time. Um, there was somebody who copied my business and I actually let her into my business and because I'm really quite a trusting person. And I gave her the, the opportunity and the chance to work for me, which in a way was absolutely brilliant because it did give me the idea of actually franchising my business and growing it um, out across the UK because shopping local and benefits and discounts are needed UK wide. Um, but the thing that happened was I was too trusting and the person who copied me stole all my ideas, basically copied my words on my website, like for like, and it sent me into a spiral of, again, not postnatal depression, it was just depression. I was in a bad place before Christmas. Um, and then I met somebody, a lovely lady at a networking meeting called Chloe Slade, and she was inspirational and I was nodding along and talking to her and you know I wasn't really talking to her I was just making eye contact but I kind of in my brain was talking to her and afterwards she came and said to me that she felt a connection with me and that she wanted me to have something and she gave me this tiny little square of rose quartz and she said to me keep it close to you keep it close to your skin at all times I feel like you need this I feel like you need it personally to get back some of the love that you need to feel for yourself. So I put it in my bra and I haven't taken it out since. I mean, obviously I don't sleep with it in, that would be weird. Um, but this little cube of rose quartz comes everywhere with me in my bra. And weird or not, it was the thing that saved me again for the second time. Um, now I have this thing where I only compare myself to the person who I was yesterday because I feel like every single day, as long as I'm pushing my business forward, somehow, in some way, shape or form, that I am succeeding. And I am one of the most determined and driven people that you will ever meet. And for me to go through all of those mental health issues and, you know, still have blips. I mean, don't get me wrong. Lockdown has been one of those times where I have regressed into feeling really low. But when you put your heart and soul into something and you have a focus, it really helps. And that's what I've done with my business. So when people say to me, how do you do all the things that you do? I do them because I'm scared of being back in those places that I've been before. And one of those sayings, you know, I've not, I've not come this far just to come this far, um, really rings true with me. And it makes me think, I do have a good business. I have got an amazing business that helps so many people. It helps people to shop local. It helps all the small businesses. It helps the community. But it also helps bring membership organizations, employers. Um, it helps you to engage with your audience. And it's helped me to engage with my audience. And that's one of the most awesome things about my VIP card is that it helps so many people. And that is my motivation. And that is what helps me to get through all of my mental health issues. Since, since lockdown has started, I have pushed and pushed and pushed um, at first, it was dangerous and I was, you know, I was really, really, really scared that I was going to lose my business. But I decided to crowdfund and my amazing business partners got behind me and they donated things for me to auction off. Um, I sold my product at a reduced price and I came out of the end of the crowdfunding with nearly nine and a half thousand pounds, which not only helped me to pay all of my businesses that 
I work with because I only work with small businesses it helped me to get back on my feet and it has given me that safety net that I need to keep running the business and to keep growing it as well because we have got some amazing things coming up over the next six months to a year um, I've just franchised the business so it just means that if somebody wants to help their community to shop local and to make some really amazing money at the same time, they can buy an area from us, which is something which we've worked really hard on creating the perfect model um, that works so well around home life balance. It works really well for people with children. You can do it with your kids. You can do it in the evenings. And it, it's something that I want to empower people to run their own business. And for me, that is such you know that that's when I realized that I was creating something amazing was when I realized that it would actually help other people to run their own business and, and be empowered and especially if people have had mental health issues I want to be the person that helps them to get back on track and don't feel like if you have a mental health issue that is reoccurring that it's a bad thing you know these things don't just go away you can't just stick a plaster on them and hope that they disappear what you can do is work around them and work with them and start to recognize the signs like I do so if I recognize the signs like I know I'm getting really tired I will take some time away I'll step away and I'll just push myself into my self-care routine and that's been that's been hard at lockdown because my self-care routine is things like getting my nails done getting my eyelashes done which in turn supports the local beauticians that I work with but I found different ways to to support them I've been buying from local suppliers some you know nice bath bombs nice face masks and just relaxing at home instead and talking to people is just so important so for anybody out there who is suffering with something mental health related especially if it's um, postnatal please break the silence and don't be afraid to talk about it because the more you talk about it the more acceptable it will be and you know I want to know how people's employers have been dealing with mental health issues during lockdown because there are going to be so there are going to be so many people who are sat there thinking I'm going to have to go back to work and I'm not ready to go back to work because I don't feel up to it and that's okay but you need to make sure that you're talking to your employers about it and if they're not being sensitive ditch them and go and work somewhere else because a supportive employer you know they are so so worth their salt and you really need to make sure that if you're listening to this and you have employees that you're checking in with them on their mental health nothing is nicer than asking somebody how they would how they're doing um, it's so important but that is how essentially I started my business and how you know it was a complete accident I didn't mean to start something that was huge um, but it's got huge and we're now working with really large corporate clients we're working with really big membership schemes um, we're just about to launch the Mums in Business Association um, card, which is to a group of 58,000 women. And I cannot wait to be supporting a ton of women in business. It's just amazing. And the feeling of growth when you've been through some really, really tough times is just wonderful. So that is my story. And if anybody would like to know more about employee benefits, member benefits, or how to access the, the discounts with my VIP card, just as a, a self-employed person, just go to myvipcard.co.uk. That's myvipcard.co.uk. Um, and check out 
um, all of the info on the website. There's also some really great um, articles on the blog section as well about mental health for children and uh, my story sort of written down as well. Um, thank you all so much for listening and join us next week for the VIP cast. I'm Maddie Alexander-Grout. Thank you for listening. <laughs>